you know they say pride comes before the fall, but that doesn't mean it has to be that way. Wouldn't it be better to humble yourself than have the world humble you, humble you instead? Honestly, regardless of what you choose, being prideful can only get you so far in life. And that's why today we're looking at a character who arguably has one of the best character development in present anime. And if you haven't guessed already, then yes, I'm talking about the crown prince of Sands, Vegeta. Hey, what's going on, guys? My name is Nate, and you're listening to the Otaku Liberation, a show where we help you break free from the chains that are holding you back in your life by connecting some biblical principles with themes from your favorite anime. And without further ado, let's get into it. So, Vegeta, the crown prince of sands, or as he so likes to remind all of us, right? Vegeta Vegeta's an interesting character for me, right? And Fun when I was right uh, preparing for this episode, and of course I just did Borrow's episode not too long ago, and they're very similar, but they have different aspects on them that make them unique. And Vegeta, and to really understand Vegeta, you gotta understand the, the background of the Sands in general. And so let me kind of go th- walk you through that. So again, the Sands are an alien race of warriors who all they do is pretty much conquer and pillage and just you know take over worlds and for whoever is over the sands at the time right and in this case is it's it's frieza who's one of the main villains of the of the dragon ball universe and the sands are a very proud race inherently uh, but even more so the royal family because they had they have a monarchy and vegeta is actually i believe the sixth uh, fifth or sixth, I can't exactly remember, but he, he Vegeta is, is the family name, more or less. Every king is is named Vegeta, and during the time that or around the time when Frieza yeah, eradicated all the Sands, Vegeta was just a prince. He was just a child at that point, but again, his mind he he has already been growing up and raised as he's the prince. He's the best of the best, and unless unless you're royalty, you're just beneath him, right? You just you literally mean nothing to him like some of the the uh, feces you may find in the street <laughs> and i mean that's just vegeta he's very cocky arrogant so you know self-assured and all these things which again in of itself isn't really a bad thing but when you take it to such extreme levels then it, it starts it, it becomes something completely different so Again, so that's how he was raised. You know, he's the prince. He's he already boasts a higher power level than majority of people that he comes in contact with. So that already that filled up his inflated ego even more. And again, it kind of this whole thing you say again, pride comes before the fall, right? So it's the same the same formula: pride, fall, and then the redemption. And Vegeta's pride again is dealing with the fact that he's a prince and that he believes. And the fact that he is a prince, that he's, you know, has a natural talent that he's already, you know, power, more more powerful than some of the other characters he's on screen with. And he just sees others as being beneath him. And on top of that, he's extremely cruel, arrogant, and vengeful. And just, there's a couple of times where his own subordinates, he, he treats them with a, the same disdain that he does his adversaries, like the people he's going against, he's treating his subordinates sometimes worse than them. Um, case point at a Napa after Napa lost to Goku and 
proves that his usefulness was no longer needed, Vegeta killed Nappa himself just just because he thought that little of the man that if he, he couldn't beat this quote-unquote insect talking about Goku, then he just didn't deserve to be in his presence anyway. And I want you to keep that in mind because when we go further along Vegeta's story, it's interesting to see that, that whole mindset shift. And again, it's just kind of really made me think how many times that have we all been there before where even if we're not a prideful person, you know, intentionally, like we're, you know, who, if it's not our personality all the time, I'm, I can argue that we've all had these type of moments, you know, at some point in our life. And it typically happens more when we're younger, like when we're kids and we're still learning, you know, how not to be that way. But I would say, how many, how many times, how many times have you found yourself being a little more cocky than you should have been, right? You're, ego is a little more boosted than than it normally is you're feeling yourself and it's coming across as as being arrogant right do you when you get a compliment do you just feel like you're on top of the world and by you being on top of the world that no one else really matters anymore do you start putting other people down so you feel on top of the world honestly ask yourself that is it something that you that, that you get enjoyment out of to be able to put other people down so you feel so you feel the need to be superior because in all honesty that isn't really confidence that's actually insecurity I know it's a big shock right and the reason it's insecure is it's insecurity is because most insecure people they A like to put other people down so that way you're too busy looking at whoever they just put down and not looking at them and what they have going on and what they're trying to hide and mask and the they want other people to feel like how they're feeling and because they have that kind of power over somebody else to make them feel less than and that empowers them in a kind of twisted way and and again i mean they're not saying that they're bad people because i mean we all we've all had those moments before again intentionally or not sometimes it just happens we're all human we all make mistakes we all let our emotions get the best of us at times but the important thing is to not stay there to not be like that all the time because again you'll just wake up one day and find yourself all alone and i really really don't want that to be the case for anybody if they can help it honestly because it doesn't it doesn't need to go there right he doesn't need to go go there and and but the saving grace is you will be humbled right regardless if you decide to do it yourself you take stock of yourself and really reflect or if the if the world you know, slash God if he he decides to humble you then you you'll you'll know it and again is kind of going back to that point so when you do have your fall how do you handle it how do you take it do you take it in stride and just say okay maybe I need to change these things in order to kind of better myself or do you get you know kind of down in the dumps about it and your whole visage of yourself is just shattered you don't even know how to go on anymore. Or the third option, you get angry you know, at, it seems like, at everybody else around. It's everyone else's fault that you you fell from grace, that you, you know, you've been dethroned as the best of the best or things like that. But in reality, you're more angry at yourself. So seriously, think about it. Take, take some time, you know, it can be now or, or later after you're done, done listening to the episode. But take some time and reflect and see how do you handle, you know, humility? Do you, do you humble yourself do you take yourself down a peg or 
do you let the world do it for you? And when it happens, how do you handle it? Be honest with yourself. You don't have to tell me. You don't have to tell anybody else. But really sit and, and think about it. Because honestly, when you, when you take the time to sit and kind of reflect with yourself and your own thoughts, you really learn, start learning more and more and more about your own mind and how you act and how you react to things. And I think that's a good, a valuable thing for anybody to learn. Um, but unfortunately for Vegeta, he did not learn that right away and kind of going to now his his fall from grace, you know, him being disgraced and defeated. So, again, if you know the story, you know, eventually Goku and, 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 and co eventually beat Vegeta, you know, the, the prince of all sands, who's said to be the best of the best sands of the the what five of them that were still alive at that point he was you know the strongest until goku showed up and vegeta just couldn't wrap his mind around how goku who was this low-class warrior this peasant to him not only was at his level he actually surpassed him that's the key thing i think that's really the the biggest thing that irked vegeta for so many years from the majority of the story is that goku wasn't just at his level goku was better than him and it's it stayed that way up until like even recently. I think honestly, in the last year, year and a half, they're power, they're finally kind of equaling each other in terms where Vegeta's not just getting slapped around every time. They're actually it's competitive. Um, but but his initial his initial loss to Goku was the was the turning point. Was the beginning of his uh, his obsession with beating Goku. Like, I mean, when I say obsessed, Vegeta was obsessed by this because that was the, it wasn't so much the fact that it was the first time, it's that it kept happening over and over and over again, mainly because he never learned his lesson the first time, right? I mean, because again, it doesn't matter how much talent you have if someone else is, you know, if someone else is willing to do the work. Now, I will say this, it's not that Vegeta wasn't willing to do the work. It was just, Goku's better than him, Right. I mean, I think that's something we all have to accept that there are are people out there who are better than us at some things. You know, we're better than other people at certain things and some people are better at us than other things. That's just how it is because none of us are the same. We're all have different different um, stages of our journey in life. We're all first of all, we're all made differently. Right. We all have different skills, talents and abilities that we were blessed with. And even the people, two people are blessed with similar abilities how they develop them can be vastly different and it can just look different. Sometimes it's not just somebody being better than you. Sometimes they're just using that gift that's a little bit differently than you in a way that you never thought of before. And it, we let our pride and ego get in the way and it get it's so easily, you know, um, hurt or just cracked or whatever, however you want to put it. Then, then yeah, you're going to feel some type of way. You're going to, you're going to feel some type of way and, Honestly, no one's to blame, not even yourself. It's just how it is. The only thing you can do is just take it in stride and develop yourself. Okay, how can I how can I push my own limits? How can I go to that next level, right? But until you get there, then, hey, just keep doing what you're doing. And in Jesus' case, he his obsession led him to essentially what, what will happen to all of us if we start obsessing over anything too long is that you start losing your sense of self and you start losing what makes you, you. And what I mean by that is like Vegeta is a perfect example. So fast, so fast forward after, you know, Vegeta and Goku's initial fight, you know, to, to the Buu saga. So Vegeta has been living on earth. He has a family now and things like that. And Goku 
it came back to life. Uh, yes, Goku does that. Uh, he came back to life briefly for this tournament. And Vegeta hasn't had the opportunity to fight Goku for seven years, I believe, at this point. And he was just itching to get back in the ring and to basically test his medal against against Goku. And and in order to, to do that, Vegeta felt like he had to revert back to his old wicked self because by this time again like I said Vegeta's had a family he is the wife and a kid and whether he admits it, or not, admits it or not he's been kind of domesticated compared to how he originally was when he first came to earth so I mean he's still still he still has a mouth on him still pretty cruel and mean he's not exactly a loving person but he's not just pure evil like he was before either and he believed that that evilness is what gave him strength you're right. He believed that that wicked aspect of his personality is what his strength was derived from. So during this tournament, he allowed himself to essentially become a Majin, which, again, in terms of the story, this wizard gave him an evil power boost because of, uh, all his the people who he gave the power boost to when they fought, they, got, they um, released this energy to help waken up the, the main boss of the story. Uh, just a little bit of background there for those who haven't seen the seen the series. Um but but in doing that, Vegeta allowed him, like I say, he allowed himself to be essentially possessed. I say in quotes because he was still conscious of what he was doing. But he he allowed somebody to make him something that he wasn't anymore. And the, what I want you guys to really understand about that is that you don't have to a revert back to old habits or who you think you need to be in order to do something. Like you don't have to change who you are at the core in order to achieve your goals. Now, do I believe in constantly getting better and improving yourself? Absolutely, because none of us are perfect. None of us are perfect. We can always try to get better in some form or fashion each and every day. But that doesn't mean you have to do a whole 180 and change your whole personality and what makes you unique either, right? You can you can improve without being transformed, right? You, don't have to, you can improve without having to put on a mask of somebody else because hey, just, just like... Um, the comparison episode with with uh, Isagi and during the Blue Lock season, you know, you he, when he was trying to use uh, Nagi's Nagi's gift in in the same way that Nagi used it, he couldn't imagine himself scoring a goal because that gift wasn't for you. He's not, he's not Nagi; he's Isagi. And the same thing applies here. You're not somebody else. You don't have to try to use somebody else's gifts just to get to that next level. You know. Just, Stick stick to what you know, what you have. Learn along the way. Learn how you can improve yourself without losing yourself. And that's the key thing. Because in, in this moment, you know, Vegeta was just so, so again, back to being obsessed. Obsessed with beating Goku. He was willing to try to win it uh, by, by any means necessary. Even if that meant becoming somebody that he wasn't. And at that point, is it really a true victory? It, do you really accomplish your goal? when you sacrifice who you are to get there? I don't think so. I don't think so because at the end of the day, you're not, it's not even you who's achieving that goal anymore, right? Because you, you've become this whole totally different person for this one thing and now that you have it, you don't feel satisfied anymore because you didn't earn it. You became something else that, something else entirely that you, you honestly probably don't even like yourself. So why... Why bother? Why going through all that? And later on, later on in the story, Vegeta does realize that you know once once Majin Buu, the main villain of this of the 
at the time was you know unleashed and he started killing all these people and things like that vegeta realized the mistake he had made and in his pursuit of power but at at um at all costs and you know and and it was in that moment that vegeta really started to turn around and start going through his redemption because he sacrificed himself to save his child and in 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 an attempt to take down boo and to save the world in the process and unfortunately, it didn't pan out that way. But that was a, you know, it's again, it's a glimpse into the man he was starting to become later on. And the biggest, the biggest thing that really helped drive that change in him is his relationship with Bulma, his wife. Because back when he first met Bulma, obviously he was the antagonist. He was there to kill everybody, right? So you, needless to say, they didn't have the warm and fuzzies when they first met. But in the time after Goku beat Freeze on Namek and they all came back to Earth, Bulma let Vegeta stay with her, stay with her for I think it was like a year. I think it's a year before Goku came back, and you know, come to find out they have a kid together, right? So <laughs> it was a shock to everybody, including the audience. Um, but that wasn't enough to really change his heart to really obviously make him open up. So they were still. They were still cold and kind of cold and distant from each other. But throughout the years, throughout the time, they became closer and closer as a as a couple and as a family. I mean, up to the point where he, <laughs> you know, recently he just he screamed, you know, that's my Bulma when she was attacked. And if you know Vegeta, that that he doesn't do affection. He doesn't do affection at all. Like, he doesn't even hug his own son half the time. But you just to see to have him cry out his wife's name when she was assaulted to him showing up to kill everybody it's just a huge huge difference there right and that that really speaks volumes to me because it shows that no matter how bad you think you are no matter what what you've done no matter you know the type of thing you feel like you can never come back from you can you honestly can, and it it starts from within. Like you have to a forgive yourself, right? Whatever it is that you feel like you need, you feel so bad to that you need to prove prove yourself to to X amount of people or whatever it is. Just let it go and just allow yourself to to be vulnerable, to be humble, to be you know to be bad at something, right? Dare to be bad at something because. You really learn more about yourself when you're bad at something versus when you're just good all the time. And once you accept that and you learn to move past it and, and use it to push you forward, oh, man, you you have no idea. You have no idea the, the type of the type of just blessing you're going to have on the other side of that. And in Vegeta's case, it was his relationship with Bulma. He he has a family now. He has a son and a daughter that he cares about you know, more than anything. And it was through that, first of all, understanding the loss from Boo and Boo actually killed his family, killed his son, killed his wife initially. And it was at that moment he really understood the type of loss he was inflicting on other people um, throughout all the years prior. So that's, that was really what solidified in him. It was like, I'm not going to do this anymore. I'm going to move forward and not be the same type of person that I have been. Now, needless to say, Vegeta is still pretty cocky. He needs to be cocky and arrogant when he gets into a fight, especially when he thinks he can he can win. But it's it's a different spin on it, right? 
is not to the detriment of other people or those around him. It's just honestly just confident in himself. Sometimes a little too confident, but hey, again, we've all been there, right? But if you look at how he is now compared to where he was in the beginning of the series, you you it's almost like he's not he's not even the same character anymore. Um, in the in the last, I guess a little tidbit I want to say about his redemption and what he went through and what significantly changed from him was that where before his whole you know reasoning for training and getting better was for his obsession with beating Goku. He had this one guy that he had to beat at all costs to really testing his own limits. Right. It went from having somebody who he just had to beat to say, like, okay, I'm just going to beat myself. I'm going to be better than I was before. I'm going to train to test my own limits rather than to surpass Goku, to surpass this person who's better than me in this field. You know, but X, X name here, you know, you know who it is for you. Um, but in the end, it's, it's just it's that it's just a simple mindset shift because you can still have the same work ethic. You can still have the same things that you do each and every day to get better. But the goal is different. It's more intrinsic than extrinsic. It's, it's, it's more internal for you. Like, I'm just want to be better because I want to be better. I mean, just plain and simple. Like, I don't I don't need to have this grandiose reason. And if you do, then that's perfectly fine. Whatever it is that pushes you. But it, it need it needs to start from within. It needs to start there. Because otherwise it's it's gonna A, you're probably you're probably never gonna make it because you're gonna burn out and give up or just be frustrated beyond relief and you're just gonna be, you know, you're not even you're not even gonna be want to be around yourself. Um but if it's internally, if it's based on the sense of self that okay, I wanna get better for me. Like I wanna get better because I want to get better. And when I do get better at this skill, at this job, at, you know, whatever it is, then I'm, I'm going to go to this level. And then once I'm here, finally learn some more, improve, and then go to the next level. So once you're there, you learn some more, you improve, and then and not just improve on the good things, but also try to eliminate some of the bad too, whatever it is that's holding you back. And I mean, that's pretty much it. That's all we want to do, Right. We all try to get better in life. None of us want to go backwards. And very few of us typically want to stay the same uh, each and every day. So, I mean, I really encourage you guys to really t- test yourself. Push push your own limits each and every day. Do something outside of your comfort zone so you can grow. It can be something small. You know, it can be like if you're not a morning person, you know, try to get up five minutes earlier. You know, something simple like that. Um, like for me, I don't like taking cold showers, so I make myself take cold showers, and they're terrible. Like they, they suck so much. But but it's it's that repetitive process. You're training your mind to get used to being uncomfortable, so you can go to that next level. So you can, you know, push through whatever this this wall that you're going through. Because you will. We all go through it, and being comfortable is honestly honestly the enemy of progress. Is because as long as we're genius and innovation happens when you're uncomfortable and you and something has to change so you make it happen right and if you take the small things each and every day to help get used to it then when the big things happen you're like you know this is easy i got this um and the verse that i was studying when i was doing this episode is actually proverbs chapter 22 verse 4 it says humility the fear of the lord results in wealth honor and life and again, the key part in that is is humility, right? In our case, is humility being the fear of the Lord. You, and 
in kind of the term about fear, I would translate it to respect, right? You respect the Lord, and then with that, it's going to come the um, the wealth, honor, and life for you. And wealth can be anything. It can be little treasures or whatnot. It can be just having good people around you, and your family and friends. Because in Vegeta's case, that's what his wealth is. His wealth is his family and begrudgingly his friends, and whether he calls them that his friends or not, and his wealth, his life. Like his actual literal life, he's alive because, you know, of sacrifice and, you know, in the story of Dragon Ball, no one's ever really dead, dead. And it's, it's kind of a running joke, but I mean, he has he has his life and in his honor. So he's no longer this dishonored prince who was essentially a slave to Frieza. And now he he's, has a new goal in life, right? He's not... He has things that he actually cares about and cares about enough to protect. And that makes, that's all that makes him even more dangerous than he was before. So, yeah, yeah, that's pretty much it. So, again, I want to thank you guys for tuning into today's episode. And I pray that you got what you needed out of it and that you learned something new about yourself. I mean, I know I did kind of going back through this and reliving some moments in my life where I might have gotten too big for my britches and needed to sit down somewhere. But, hey, hey again, we're all human. And then, then guys, feel free to to, to leave a comment and, and subscribe because, again, I want to improve this each and every day, each and every episode. So if you guys have any suggestions or anything like that, please feel free to, to leave them down below. And yeah, that's pretty much it. So, guys, I just want you always to remember you are the main character of your story and that story doesn't end until he says so. All right. Be blessed.